Timbo. Mike, what's up? How you doing, pal? Great, great. Just finished work. Uh, Excited to be here. Excited to talk to you. That's our February episode, our February phone call as friends. We're on a once a month speaking schedule. No other contact. Just nope, kidding. No text. Nada. No, no. Uh, so, yes, you just finished your job. That means, unlike in the past, it's not 9 p.m., it's 5.15. Pretty rad. <laughs> yeah, you like it? You're a yeah, straight so, up nine to fiver now. <laughs> yeah, I did a uh, four full weeks of training, and that was eight to four. So I was getting up at like six thirty. Um, surprised myself; it actually wasn't that difficult. Like I definitely started to drag by like two thirty in the afternoon, but you know, I, I survived. And now that I'm on this nine to five schedule, uh, still kind of surprising that like you know I'm waking up no problem. I love having my nights to myself. It's really fantastic. Yeah, there's definite, once you get used to it, that's the thing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, we're older. We're not out all night to partying. We could adjust pretty pretty quickly to getting up early. Um, and that 2.30 dead zone, the 2.30, 3 o'clock, mm-hmm. I've had that my entire life, no matter what time I get up. It's like <laughs> at 3 p.m., I'm just dog shit. Or I used to get home from school at 2, 2.10, school ended, so like 2.30, I'd get home and I'd be just fucking zonked out on the couch, wake up for dinner, like so incredibly grumpy, just be mean to my parents for for family dinner. They'll be like, Would you, did you learn anything today? No. I don't know. Just, just a fucking miserable prick. But my son will never be like that. He'll be nice to me or else there'll be hell to pay. But how is the new gig? How you settling in? You feeling happy? You feeling fulfilled? You feel like you made the right decision to leave the other place? All positive reactions to all of those questions. Like, so I am on a tech support team, and I make five of us, and the other four guys are just like they're pretty cool. Like, there's one older dude who is like nearing retirement, but he's like still pretty down to earth, and he's like. He's like that sage old, you know, wizard. Need one. <laughs> he has like, yeah. He just has all this like deep knowledge of the company. I guess I should say. So like, the, the company I work for now, it's called Three SI. They're a mm-hmm. security company, and I don't think I, I don't know if I said it on Pod that they they make these little GPS devices that they throw in like banks. They put them in vaults. They mm-hmm. put them in cash drawers. Yeah, and then they they also have like so those are like that's like the financial side of things and then they have a retail end where they you know we have big old customers like walmart and cvs and they put them in their cash drawers and such but they also make these uh iphone trackers and it's literally an iphone box looks exactly the same it you know no differences basically whatsoever except for a tiny little number on the back that is like how we identify the thing. Yeah. That's the only difference. Has the shrink wrap and everything. Jeez. But inside the box has one of our trackers. Yeah. Um so yeah, so th- there's a call center and that's like the level one help desk. And they, they like monitor these devices and when they start walking away from locations, uh, is when they work hand in hand with police to like track them down and arrest them. Yeah. Uh and my job is level two support. I support, you know, this this call center. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a small team. Uh, that guy, that older dude has been a huge help, but the other, 
members of my team have been amazing. They're all kind of dorky like me. They're all around the same age as me. Uh, and yeah, like, you know, I'm getting paid more money. I'm, I'm getting paid time off. The, the schedule's great. Like I just, it's, it's all positive feedback. My boss is definitely not like a micromanager by any means. He, he, he kind of lets us run our own ship. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I know it's new. So of course, like any new thing you're going to be excited about, especially a job, mm-hmm. but it's been pretty good. It's been pretty awesome. Good. And I, th- and yeah, there's also situations you walk into, you can immediately tell they're bad. So it's a good that it's not one of those, you know what I mean? Um, but yeah, it's February, 2022. Um, how are you holding up? Uh, did you make any either concrete or abstract, uh, plans or, or ideas about things you wanted to improve about yourself moving into 2023 i know i didn't i didn't have like i mean i actually so i had some like general things like um fitness which we'll talk about in a little bit um but also i set a concrete goal of i want to read 12 books this year oh wow which you know one a month that's not great but it's pretty good damn good for me one a month and it's february i'm on my third book so i'm ahead of schedule i'm feeling good um i've stopped going to wawa every night at work i i pack lunch <laughs> like five days a week or i try to at least so so on my breaks at work i fucking you know eat food from home and i read uh you know, I don't just stare at my phone while I'm eating a fucking my f- fourth chicken finger sandwich from Wawa. <laughs> and I it's it's Friday. I've spent one hundred dollars at Wawa this week while working. It's like, am I even making money here? <laughs> what am I doing? <laughs> but but so that's been positive. I've been uh, so at work, we get a half hour lunch, right? Mm-hmm. And then we get two 10 minute breaks that we can take so my half hour i i eat and i i do the reading right my 10 minutes i'm doing duolingo spanish lessons okay okay so you know i'm like doing things to better myself and tomorrow is a big one is a big test because um i've decided uh, I have Wednesdays and Thursdays off, right? Today's Wednesday. Tomorrow's Thursday. I'm going to try out something I've de- named a no phone Thursday. So tonight I'm going to get all my affairs in order for tomorrow. And then I'm going to, well, I'm going to wait till midnight so I could do my Duolingo lesson technically on Thursday. So I don't lose my streak, which is important <laughs> folks, but then I'm going to shut the phone down put it in a drawer and then Thursday I'm going to wake up like it's 1995. <laughs> I'm going to get up. Yeah. I'm going to and just see what the day brings me rather than get up, you know, wake up immediately look at my phone and then be and then wait burn a full hour just refreshing the three social media sites I was looking at <laughs> seconds before I went to sleep. You know what I mean? 
So we're going to see how that goes. Uh, I'm, I'm already thinking like I got to, I'm going to the gym tomorrow. What am I going to listen to? Am I going to have to fucking, I'm going to have to bring this bad boy. Going to bust out the iPod mini. The iPod. I'm going to have to get, find some speakers with a, or some headphones with a jack. Have a, I'm be a wired guy at the gym with my fucking iPod. We'll see. Maybe I'll just have to, man. I might just have to fucking straight up raw dog it. No, just my own thoughts thoughts. and the shitty music they play there. And (laughs) the, the, the fucking overheard conversation of gym people, which is hell on earth. But hey, (laughs) Joe Rogan's always telling him you got to make yourself in pain and uncomfortable in order to not be a pussy. Okay. But that's me. I'm, also going to be a father in three months. I was just talking mm-hmm. to my dad. In th- <laughs> it's February. I'm going to have a baby in May, brother. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? <laughs> so I'm, you know, making these small self improvements. And then I'm sure once we have a child we're taking care of, that'll all just get thrown out the window and it'll just be all hands on deck survival mode but sure as of now i'm one book i'm one month ahead in my reading challenge so i'm feeling good about myself jack how you doing tim good i feel like you are a reader though so that that's a cool goal to have um i've never used the new year to like that's my time stamp to finally make changes in life like Mm. i know in my brain, I have like a mental list of shit I want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I even put it in my, like I do have a to-do list in my my notes on my phone. Yeah. Um, and I just put jot notes down there all the time. And then just sometimes I get around to it. Sometimes I don't, you mm-hmm. know? And yeah, like uh, I didn't do anything different come the new year, but um, yeah. That's like, not I, true. You're a liar. Cause you told me, Mr. Only cardio. <laughs> so yeah, you so, started hitting the weights, brother. I did. I I finally. I don't know why. I just never checked out the weight room in our apartment complex because I remember when we first checked this place out and we moved in here like I don't know seven years ago. Yeah, and I remember seeing it, and it's like it's small and it's it's quaint. Um, but I also had my own weights at that time. Uh, and then I just. We we didn't have room for my little weight bench and my little set of weights, so I that's all over my parents' place, and I just never thought about it again. Never mm-hmm. thought about like even inv- investigating <laughs> this little weight room. So yeah. I did that this this past weekend, and there was no one in there. Yeah, I was by myself for like forty five minutes to an hour. Did my little workout. Can you great. describe this weight room for me? I'm I I love weights and weight rooms, and so. And- yeah, it's it's got a it's got a stepper, it's got an elliptical, it's mm-hmm. got a treadmill, it's got a bike. Damn. Um, it has a water cooler, it has a bathroom, um, has a little coat closet, then it has like a proper weight machine. So it's got your leg press, your like um quad lift, mm-hmm. um, like a bench press, like a pull down. I forget what that guy's called. It's a lat pull down. There we go. Yeah. And then you got the guy that like does your pecs. Uh-huh. The butterfly. Um, yep. <laughs> so so it's got all of those things. Uh, I just, it, I, I think it's really nice. I know a lot of the other residents here think it's shit, I guess, because it's not big. I, I don't know. But uh, th- then they also have like a free weight bench. 
and and a whole set of free weights. And that that's Dude. my move. I always just grab some free weights and do a, a few exercises. And like I said, it takes me about 45 minutes to an hour. I'm actually going to do that after we're done recording. That um, rocks. Yeah. And like I, my, my running has decreased drastically in the wintertime. Mm-hmm. Now it has been mild so it's I been be- warm it's gonna be 70 degrees in february tomorrow dude there's so not I'm gonna prob- be a show next year we're all gonna be dead <laughs> so i'm probably gonna run tomorrow i'm gonna like mm-hmm. th- this was the goal all along like i was running at like a normal rate mm-hmm. and then i wanted to start to intermingle some weights well the running kind of stopped come winter time well I don't really have an excuse for that because it's too goddamn warm because, you know, climate change isn't real. Yes, it's not. <laughs> but uh, so, yeah, I hit the weight room. It's a fantastic little weight room. I'm going to keep running. So, yeah, those are all. And like th- this all is like something that can be done with my set schedule. Yes. Know? And like it- it's just I-, I just can't like I don't want to like be braggadocious, but it's so nice even like so eventually my schedule will be 11 to 7 mm. but even that like just i will have enough time after seven o'clock to myself it mm. was like when i was on the one to nine schedule like nine o'clock you can't really do shit that's night time yeah. yeah it's totally night it's just like a mental state when you finish at nine o'clock you just your brain it's tough to tell your brain to go do something like proactive whereas like when i'm when i've been getting done at five i like actually have motivation to do more adulting and like do chores or yeah. do exercise and stuff um and still have plenty of time to then just like play some video games yes. yeah yeah and like and then come like 10 10 30 i'm actually tired and I'm like yeah i think i'll go to bed i'll not yeah i'll knock off for the night i'll go to sleep yeah. at 10 and i'll wake up at six and that's eight hours what the and fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> so bizarre like i just I don't know. I, I met up with my friend uh, Sean Castle this past weekend. Castle, and, yeah, Castle. He's a we haven't good hung boy. out for a long time. Yeah. Uh, and Kat and I, we actually just got pre-approved, so we're gonna get that ball rolling to like own a home. Okay, brother. Yeah, and we're definitely gonna be using Sean Castle mm-hmm. as the as our realtor. But anyway, you know, I was just telling him about all of this, and he can relate because you know he was also a career restaurant guy, bartender, yeah. restaurant manager. Mm-hmm. And now he's been in real estate. Like he was always like doing real estate on the side for years, but he never really like fully plunged himself into it until about five years ago. And he hasn't looked back. And I I was just saying to him how I just can't, it's sometimes tough to like take a 30 foot view of what my life has become. And I just never would have imagined this for myself. Right. I always thought I was going to be like a lifer night owl that, that was staying up till 3 a.m this was just like my life yeah yeah and now i'm like kind of not totally 180 but i'm getting there and it's very very nice i'm so happy for you tim i tell you this all the time i'm so happy for you um i'm glad it's working out and i'm glad uh you know i'm glad everything you say is positive and i'm glad you didn't uh I'm glad you I'm glad that you took the pandemic and completely used it to set a goal and then achieve it. And you did it <laughs> like in insane amount of time. You were like, this happened. Well, fuck this. I want to do this. I'm going to take the steps to do this. I took the steps and now I'm doing it. God bless you, brother. That's fucking you did it right before the world ends. You did it. I appreciate that. And thank God 
I have cat in my life, yeah. my lovely wife, you know, because mm-hmm. that previous job I had was definitely a pay cut. And without her mm-hmm. being very successful and especially with the income she has, you know, I wouldn't have been able to really do that. Or I, I would have been able to do it, but I would have had to still bartend at the same time. You know? Right. Uh, and that would have been brutal. You yeah. Know? Too old for that shit. <laughs> yeah. That, um, yeah. I'm, a, I'm an overnighter at this point and i work with a a guy who i love he's he's like he's new to art he, he's new to us so in some ways i'm but he is what i'm saying he's like the older elder statesman he's an right. older man right um from korea and he's a mailman he's been a mailman for about 15 or 18 years and he still is and he works full time as a mailman and as an overnight grocery guy. And it's like, brother, the fuck are you doing? (laughs) And it's like, he doesn't have to, he's just, you know, I mean, I guess part of that is also, uh, he, he's told, he told me when he came over from Korea, he, he had nothing like $0 and zero cents. And it's like, I guess if you have the momentum of just working two jobs for 20 years, you could just keep it rolling downhill, but I've never done it. And I never, (laughs) 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 I barely like, by the time I'm done my one job a day, I'm like, fuck. (laughs) Yeah. So leading up to even just through the interview process for this job I have now, like the the job description was never s- distinct. It was always vague. Yeah. And and then even once I got into training, it still took a while to really understand what this company does. Yeah. And my boss set up a, like a whole slew of meet and greets of like higher ups in the company. And they kind of explain the different facets of the company because it's not even set up from a corporate structure, what you're used to. So you kind of like learn all these faces and names and what exact or what exactly they do and where they fit. Um, one of the guys, he's, he's this like lead supervisor of the call center and, you know, he, he just answered a few of our questions, but then he flipped, flipped it on us and asked us a bunch of questions, like some fun stuff, just like, what do you guys do for hobbies? And, Mm -hmm. you know, we got, I, I of course got talking about movies with him. Mm -hmm. Um, but then, you you know, he asked me, where do you see yourself in five years? And I, I kind of didn't know how to answer because I essentially answered by saying, well, this is my story. This is what COVID did to me. And like where I am sitting right here in front of you today was the goal. Yes. So like now that I'm here, <laughs> I haven't reevaluated like what is the next goal. Yes, you know? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Absolutely. <laughs> That's fantastic. But you're and like and, and it is exciting to think that this is just like the the floor of mm where I could still potentially go. Um, but like even right here at the floor, it's exciting and I'm happy. <laughs> yes. Know, like, yes. Cause, cause you were about, I mean, you didn't have any, um, ideas of moving from the position you were in, which was a veteran bartender server, you didn't have any aspirations of getting into like restaurant management or anything like that. 
so you were basically at the you were hitting your head on the ceiling for years, right? Mm-hmm. And there was nowhere to go except maybe a lateral move or possibly to a different restaurant, but you're still fucking grinding your fucking bones to dust. Exactly. And and that was all part of the calculation and like the meditation, if you will. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, well maybe I'll go into fine dining. Maybe I'll like, if you really want to do the bartending thing, like move to fucking Vegas, you know? Right. <laughs> but I can't do that. Cat is tied here with Kuma and she's got a great gig. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like that, that all was pushing me in the direction of, okay, I got to get out of this business. Mm-hmm. That's all there is to it. Yeah. It was a total sign. Oh, let's talk about movies. You're yeah. Mr. Movie to me. You see, you see so many movies <laughs> and the Oscars are next month. They're in March this year, right? Uh, uh yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think you're right. I think they're normally in February, but maybe they are in Mon- March. Yeah. Um, I know just cause every podcast I listen to they everyone has said, when are the Oscars this year? And then someone looks it up and they're like, March. Wow. But anyway, you were telling me you saw you've basically seen everything. Uh, so the ones I haven't seen are women talking, and this is for best picture. Okay, let's uh, let's lib- yeah, let's go through them all. So Top Gun Maverick, obviously seen that. I think I actually saw it in theater, blown away. Watched mm-hmm. it twice at home, once just by myself, and then once again to watch it with Cat because she never saw it. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any thoughts on Top Gun Maverick? I still have to see it. Okay. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. I it's probably like- still on Paramount Plus, which I abuse a certain someone's account to mm-hmm. watch stuff on there. Good. So maybe we'll have to hook you up with that. <laughs> Thank you. Fuck them. <laughs> um, but yeah, Paramount yeah. Plus, not your benefactor, obviously. <laughs> uh, Women talking. That's a Francis McDormand one that I have yet to see. Never even um, heard of it until now, and I think I like movies. <laughs> Yeah, I actually hadn't heard of it until just seeing this list of movies. Uh, then Everything Everywhere All at Once, mm-hmm. saw it in theater, saw it a second time at home with Kat, and I still think that's my favorite movie of this year. And it, it came out like a, a while, like early in 2022, so I always feel like those movies that come out and say like March or April get forgotten about but i think this or it's like it's it's almost like it's been out so long that it's like seems like it's from last year almost totally right totally agree Mm -hmm. um that yeah i I saw that just a fucking just a masterpiece (laughs) just i loved it i love it i love everyone involved you know what i mean and and uh, it's just so just just absolutely nuts First of all, just wild and uh, just a lot of fun. It's just so chock full of so much that it's tough to put into a sentence and really wrap your brain around it. So there's no way to describe it. Yeah. You just got to see it. Like if I tried to lay out the plot for you, I'd sound like a fucking asshole or a moron. (laughs) Just go see it. You just got to see it. Uh, Yeah. Next the Banshees of Inishirin. Yes. That's with uh, Colin, Farrell. Colin Farrell. Yep. I recently watched, so that's on HBO Max, mm-hmm. at least last I checked. So yeah. that, that one, did you see it? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So I, I liked it. It was just kind of like, I think in the end, I, I didn't, 
going into the movie, I didn't realize it was going to be pretty much a very dark comedy. It's so and funny. I did. I thought. It, I thought like I just put it on because it was on HBO Max. I knew it was like a a Oscar buzz movie. Colin Farrell was in it. The other guys in it. I don't know his name, but uh, Brendan Gleeson. Yeah, and I thought I was about to watch like a fucking period piece drama. Same. <laughs> it's a straight up com. It's funny as Colin Farrell is so fucking funny in that movie, and I mean it's dark and it gets. Very dark, but it's also very fucking funny. And Colin Farrell, there was a while when he first burst onto the scene. I feel like it. He had the hot guy backlash, where it was like he's not really a good actor. He's just good looking. Mm-hmm. The dude is a fucking great actor. I love Colin Farrell. I love to see him in anything. I'll watch him in Phone Booth. I'll watch him in the. Uh, the Irishirans, <laughs> or how about you know some Total Recall? <laughs> total <laughs> Recall. Did not see that. I do it's plan on good. watching. I really want to watch Michael Mann's Miami Vice, which I've never seen. Mm. Which uh, maybe I'll watch that tonight on my phone. But yeah, after watching Banshees, so, Banshees. so this director, it, it's Martin McDonough, and he doesn't have a, a big like directorial filmography. But I, he did three billboards outside ah, Ebbing, Missouri. That which, was also an Oscar movie, which I've never seen. Totally. I was just kind of impartial about it. it. It was just, I don't know. I don't really have much of an opinion. But then in reading a bunch of critical reviews on Banshees, they they all were talking about In Brudges. Or in Bruges. Yeah. So I'd never, this is another movie that he directed that I'd never seen, but it also has Colin Farrell. It might even have the other guy. Um, I'm looking real quick. Yeah, oh. it also has Brendan Gleeson. Shit, I thought that was I thought that was like a '90s movie. When did that come out? 2008. Shit. Okay, I must be thinking of Chocolat or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that basically watching Banshees has kind of inspired me to throw like In Bruges on my list of shit I got to see. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. The, uh, moving on, Triangle of Sadness, another movie I've never heard of. It's nominated for best picture did you say it no i hear about it a lot um in the podcast sphere that i listen to a lot of people have seen it and a lot of people say it's very funny okay cool uh the fablemans i so after the nominations come out a lot of these movies do get thrown back into theaters fablemans was one of those that i went and saw and and this is essentially like a Spielberg biopic in a way about himself. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It it starts with him as like a elementary school kid. And then it's like his teenage years in high school. And then it, it kind of ends where he's in Hollywood still around the age of, I guess like 20, 21. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, it's a, it kind of like what I said about three billboards. I'm kind of just impartial about it. like, it's, it's fine. It's good. I don't mm. really see the hype around it. All, all of the uh, Oscar noms. It's just good. Yeah. It's just solid. Yeah. It's a Spielberg. Spielberg's going to put out a solid movie. It did show him the, the parts of it. I love the most were when he is a teenager and he's just like, He's making movies with all of his friends like yeah. that he made in Boy Scouts. Yeah. But they're all like 
they're they're into it. They're very much on board for like this is our quirky dorky friend Steven Spielberg who's like way into cameras. Yes, let's make movies. And even at that age, I I could like totally see him being this uh like micromanaging if you will. Mm-hmm. Paul Dano, aka Mr. Riddler. He's fantastic in it. He's a he's a good actor. But he's a good yeah. boy. Uh my first brush with him, of course, was Little Miss Sunshine. Oh yeah. Good pull. Mm-hmm. Watched that in uh one of the one of a uh interpersonal communications class in Delaware County Community College. DC cubed, baby. DC cubed. Let's go, Phantoms, dog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Next nom is uh, All Quiet on the Rest- Western Front, which I'm pretty sure was a Netflix exclusive. Did you see it? I did. It's it's really good. It is very good. It, mm. it, it reminded me of what was that? Uh, 1917 or 1918? Yeah. World War One movie. It very much felt like that. Okay. It's good. Yeah, 1917 was a lot of fun. I mean, not fun. It's fucking very dark and awful because it's the war. But just in terms of seeing a movie and being like, how the fuck did they build this world? Where where did they build this? What the mm-hmm. fuck? How do they have these massive trenches and battlefields? But And, of course, 1917 has the gimmick of appearing as though the film is just one long shot. Which you know, that's fun. Yeah, it's it's tough to parse out when they do actually cut. The cuts, yeah. to, to to the viewer, it truly does look like one shot. It makes it it just builds the tension. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it really does. But all quiet was good. I've never. I'm not familiar. I know it is a book. I'm not familiar with the story. But is it? It's from the perspective of. The, is the main character a German soldier? I actually read ha- half of that book mm-hmm. in high school, mm-hmm. just on my own. My teacher suggested it to me for some reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, I vaguely remember, yes, that it was from the German perspective. And the, is the movie? You saw the movie. Yeah. Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, they never did anything wrong, in my opinion. No, yeah, for sure. <laughs> Kidding, Avatar. of course. Avatar, Avatar The Last Airbender, M. Night Shyamalan. Clearly an Oscar nomination this mm-hmm. many years later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they re- The Oscars will sometimes do this. They'll be like, you know, we fucked up. We missed <laughs> this one this year. We're going to put it in this one. We gotta. It's a make good, okay? What do you want? Dude, Avatar, Last Airbender... There's a lot of bad movies I'll watch because they're covered on like how did this get made? Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever made it through that movie. It's really that dreadful. I've never even started it. I have no desire to. I like the cartoon, the Nickelodeon cartoon. Mm-hmm. I don't want to watch the movie. I don't. I don't have any interest. Yeah, it's straight. Trash. Is it actors? Is it CGI? Is it what is it? It, it is live action. Yeah, um, and it's M Night. Yeah, like his it is. only non-original ip like his own that's like his, his seems strange it's like him doing a marvel movie almost but not right. marvel 
but yeah, Avatar: Way of Water. Saw that in theater. It's it's a long movie, but like I kept saying to Keenan on you know Pop Adult that like the closer we got to Avatar's release, the more excited I kind of got for it. Mm-hmm. But further out from it, I was definitely of the opinion like, why is he making these movies? Like, who is clamoring for more Avatar? I'm like James Cameron. Please make a different like Avatar does not excite me at all but i love james you know it's fucking james cameron like i want Mm -hmm. him to make make movies but it's like avatar is not i'm not gonna see it i don't care like i just don't care i didn't see the first one oh really no Uh, i i missed it in theaters which i should have saw it just to see the 3d because they say the 3d was the most awesome 3d movie um but I can't really see 3D, I think, because of my astigmatism. Yeah. So I didn't see it. And then I watched some of it on home video and I was just like, I don't, not doing it for me. And then this one was like, it's three hours. It's just not what I want to look at, you know? God bless them. I'm sure it looked great for CGI, but it's just like a, a, a CGI movie is just not for me. But it's yeah. just like I want I J- who I'm talking to. Yeah, I, I want to see James Cameron do something else, but he's like locked in for like the next five fucking Avatar movies, and he's not young. I will. So yeah, the the first Avatar, it was almost like a magic trick where I remember leaving the theater being totally blown away yeah. by the 3D, and then as you like as time passes and you keep watching it on just you know your typical TV at home it loses its luster. Mm -hmm. And I I know a lot of people that didn't see it in theater and didn't see it 3d. And they now can't get into it Mm because they just, you know, just that was the big draw was the visuals. Mm -hmm. Um, I will. And and yes, this movie, it is a lot of CGI, obviously, obviously, but Mm -hmm. he truly seems to like want to perfect it for Hollywood, almost like crack the code so that the rest of Hollywood can copy and paste like here guys this is how it's supposed to be done but it can't be done like that because he can do what he wants and he'll be like um we have to redo this scene because this small part of it doesn't look right so we got to make that small part look right and he's james cameron and he's allowed to fix that yeah whereas the other you know, most CGI heavy movies are like, um, you have to finish it in a week, no matter what. And it's like, mm-hmm. no, we, this needs to be fixed. And it's like, doesn't matter. We're putting it out. <laughs> we don't care. That it looks like shit. And that, um, you know, that's the issue. It's like James Cameron can take, cause when did the first avatar come out? 2000. Eight nuts a lifetime ago <laughs> and he just you know james cameron has the blank check james cameron can and wants to look at every frame and make sure it's perfect whereas the rest aren't allowed to do that i will say though that the other part of way of water that hooked me is it very much feels like certain aspects are video game like. Yeah. Um, 
and also there's a lot of world building going on here. Like he's planting seeds to like explore all of Pandora, mm, you know? Yeah. Where, so, I mean, obviously in the title, they, they go and hang out with all of these like water tribes. Mm-hmm. Whereas like in the, sorry, it was 2009, by the way, the initial uh, avatar, you know, that, that was like the woodland tribes. And there's apparently like, uh, I think the next you know, one might be volcano or something. <laughs> you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah. And I'm into that. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's so like world of Warcraft for me. Cause like each land you go to kind of has its own theme or yeah, zone. I absolutely. Say. That's total video. That's Mario. That's that's yep. yeah. Total video game, uh, world. <laughs> but yeah, like for best picture, I don't think it should win, but I'm not surprised. Well, I guess I'm a little surprised it's there that in Top Gun Maverick, like typically those big old budget, popcorn movies are never Mm -mm. you know nominated for best picture but here it is Mm -hmm. yeah then there's two more movies elvis uh Mm -hmm. saw that in theater i've watched actually a couple times at home that's kind of become my like comfort movie just to throw on really yeah just because like the music in it is fun yeah uh the guy who plays Elvis is is really really good. He's nuts. He he won't stop talking like Elvis. <laughs> I keep hearing this on podcasts too, and I'm like, that kind of rules. Although yeah. you might lose your mind. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it, it's I don't know. It's it's another movie in the bucket of biopics that I would rather just watch like a documentary or mm. read a fucking book. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's funny though. I do see on Twitter a lot of people like reacting now where yo, I just watched Elvis and whoa, I didn't realize his manager was such a prick. I'm like, well, don't take this for gospel. It's still a fucking movie. Right, right. <laughs> but they're not far off that I guess his name was actually my dad's name, Tom Parker. Colonel Tom Parker. Yes. Yeah. Played by the one and only Tom Hanks, America's dad. That kind of threw me for a loop. So the movie's being told from his perspective. And it's Tom Hanks, so you're just automatically assuming he's a good guy. But really, in the end, you you realize no, he's kind of the villain in this. He's an he he's an absolute user. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, and then up. the la- last movie on the list is uh, Tar. Uh, Did Kate you Blanchett. see Tar? I saw that in theater as well. Yes. People are loving Tar. I want to see it. Tar is definitely on my list. Yeah, it's it's good. She's a fictitious, renowned conductor, mm-hmm. and she essentially abuses her power for certain things. Mm-hmm. So it's almost like a what, what's the like a like cancel culture kind of me too kind of thing, mm-hmm. but it's coming from a, a powerful woman. So kind of like it's a different you know take on it almost. Yeah, yeah. And you also saw Roseanne Barr's new uh, cancel this stand-up special. <laughs> yeah, obviously, I that's, watched that the night it came out. That's your write-in pick for Oscar of the year. Yeah, I love myself some Roseanne Barr. I never even watched Roseanne back in the day when it was popular. It was good. Her the show was really good. Um, it was it was very funny and it was very real from the perspective of. Um, like lower, lower middle class mm-hmm. America working people, uh, 
raising a f- like having <laughs> probably too many kids, but you know, you know what I mean, and and struggling to make ends meet, but but it was very real, very good. But um, somebody, uh, I'll 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 think. I think his name's Caleb Heron had a very good point that back th- like she used to have such a strong and um, correct perspective being from that life. But then it just like somewhere she took a turn where it's just like, she's just now a, a person that's always, um, like always going against what people say, no matter what, even if she's full of shit. And it's just like a contrarian for that's the word I couldn't think of. Yes. Yes. It's just like you, lo- you, you really lost what, what people liked about you. And now you're just a contrarian and just kind of an asshole. And, and it sucks. And, you know, once you start talking about, <laughs> uh, once you have anything titled cancel this or anything like that, you just lost the plot. You just suck. <laughs> but, yeah. It's like whatever thin tether was tying her to reality is clearly now gone. Gone for sure. Which is sad because, you know, you don't want to see people lose their fucking mind, but also, I mean, people are paying her to lose her mind. Basically Fox yeah, nation I mean, is evil shit. It's like, right. She's obviously mentally ill, right? So it's like, what are you going to do? Now she's in blonde pigtails saying my pronouns are kiss my ass. Like, what? It's just all nasty shit. Just very bad. Tucker Carlson should be killed. (laughs) Bleep that out. Can't put that on YouTube. I think that's your job, buddy. (laughs) I'm going to write that down. 42 minutes. Maybe it's to a lesser extent, but kind of like uh, Randy Quaid or even Kanye, mm-hmm. where it's like they're famous people. They seem down to earth and they seem like they have it together. And then all of a sudden they're just off off the reservation. Yeah. And I'm sure there's more like science that goes into like the way that that eccentric brain works. Mm-hmm. When, especially someone like Kanye, when, when you're that at the top of your game as an artist. Mm-hmm. To just see you go down this path, it's it's sad and frightening in a way. Yeah, and it's like so many people are like getting off on it almost. Like, did you hear like what he said? And it's like to publicly have these, like to have a, like a real mental breakdown, which luckily I I've never I couldn't even imagine what it's like to lose your you know what i mean to have it so publicly and have everyone talking about it all the time and it's like so like a human being's downfall is our entertainment it's just so dark and it's like obviously something's wrong with these people they need to not be on tv at all and just be in private getting help you know what i mean we don't have to broadcast every crazy thing Randy Quaid saying let's just ignore him and let his family try to help him or something. But it's just like, people love this shit. It's just the nastiest part of our culture. It's just this TMZ, like, like, uh, it's, and it's just, it just seems to never get better. It's like, you know, 
the what yeah. is Britney Spears most famous for? Losing her fucking mind and shaving her head while she's a fucking kid and all these adults are fucking laughing, like just getting so much pleasure about how crazy she is. You know what I mean? It's just nasty, nasty, nasty. Well, we talk about this a lot on this podcast when it comes to sports fandom and how, mm. you know, maybe when I was younger, I was that person. Right. Um, but now definitely not like even to the extent where people, it bothered me the other day, not the other day. It, it was like towards the end of the football season, a lot of people were dunk, dunking on Tom Brady for like, you know, he, he now doesn't have Gisette, like he he's now divorced, I guess. Mm-hmm. And like, they're kind of like just dunking on him for that. And I'm like, what the fuck do you know, man? Like that sucks. The guy mm-hmm. got divorced. That, mm-hmm. that blows, like put yourself in his shoes. I, I don't know. It, it was a weird, like, I, I think it's just strange when people dance on people or kick them when they're down, essentially. And not forgetting his, not for like sucking at football. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, oh, I loved hating on Tom Brady when he like throws a game losing interception. Yeah. It's like bringing his personal life into it as that's put, like, we're losing the plot here. It's like, we're watching sports. Let's talk right. about the the game, the sports. Let's not. And it's not, you know, he's easy to hate, right? Tom Brady's like the most hateable guy, but but it, I I get what you're saying. It's like, yeah, I it's his his personal life at home is probably bad. It's probably shitty and sucks. It's like, yeah. Let's let's uh. There's a stunning lack of grace, right? There's like, uh, just nobody, it's the widespread of not treating people how you would like to be treated. If you were going through a divorce, would you want people making fun of you for it? Because you fucked up at your job. I don't want anyone in my job talking about my, my personal life. You know what I mean? And it's like his personal life's on TV. He's also out here posting thirst traps and shit, so he's going to be okay in his underwear, covering his dick with his hand. <laughs> but also, like, you know, he, he's maybe not the face of the NFL anymore, but he's a guy with, like, prominent status and power, and mm-hmm. he's not in his personal life using that for, like, nefarious things. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, you got a guy like Kanye who still has a lot of, like, name recognition and power and he's out there saying some really fucking awful shit. Spreading hatred. Right. Right. So like right. that I can kind of get if you want to like really kick that guy. For sure. Tom Brady sucks. I hate him. He's annoying. But he's never spread hatred. You know what I mean? Right. Right. The worst Big thing difference. he ever did. Like he had a fucking Trump hat in his locker which is annoying as shit. And, you know, I want to see Brandon Graham strip sack his ass a million times for it, (laughs) but he's not out. He's not like a fucking, (laughs) he's not wearing an all lives matter shirt or some shit. You know what I mean? Or saying he might've strangely kissed his son on the lips, but very more than than once. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, that's fun to make fun of. Okay. (laughs) He knew he was on camera. (laughs) That's fair game. (laughs) Oh, my God. Giselle. 
what would they talk about? You know, she's Brazilian. She likes actual football. You know what I mean? Pele. Capage. Out of breath. Yeah, so wait. another guy that's recently been pissing me off is just Kyrie Irving because he's a he's a flat earther this year. He had some like choice. But wait, but is Sorry. he a flat earther or is he just like trying to be funny? You know what I mean? Like is no. he a troll? No. And then the the anti Semitic uh, documentary he shared. Yeah, it's all very weird and annoying. And then now he's just on the Mavericks and like. No one even like asked Mark Cuban like that I know of at least like is this weird like he like went to you know he was away from the Brooklyn Nets for a week or two to do whatever like Jewish training sensitivity training yeah Deshaun Jackson had to do it yes yeah and like and then. And then that was it. That, that was the last I heard of it. I only listened to one Sixers podcast. I don't really listen to any like NBA podcast. So I don't live in that ether to know if it's still talked about. But I don't know. What he promoted was really fucking shitty. And like because of that and him not owning it either. Like I remember his like press conferences after the fact were like, what's the problem? You know, like, yes. Um, but because of that is why I believe, no, he truly believes the earth is flat. This is not just like a bit or being a troll. He's just a weird fucking guy who gets caught up in these conspiracies. Sorry, you were going to ask me something before I brought up Kyrie Irving. Oh, I just wanted to jump back. Do you have a do you have a pick for for what's going to win Oscar of the year? Number one. Oh, uh, I think everything I, everywhere is going to take it. It that seems like my, the, my the momentum is going that way. Yeah. Because I, I think that one at the Golden Globes. Right? Yeah. I believe. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, it deserves it. It, it really does. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a good list of movies, but that would be my pick. I think, I think from, from so many standpoints, and once again, just like the title and just like we already said, there's so much chock full in this movie. Um, but I think... Of these movies, that one will probably look back 10 years from now and be like, not only does it still hold up, but it might inspire so many other people to do shit, you know? For sure. That's a, yeah, that's the shit you want to see. That's what you love, right? And uh, fucking Michelle, yo, dude. God damn. And not to shit on Marvel, because I am a Marvel fan, mm-hmm. but they're knee deep in trying to like create this multiverse. And so far, I think they're not really nailing it. And then here comes everything everywhere all at once in two hours and just does it perfectly. Yes, yes. <laughs> Ant-Man and Wasp Quantumania is the current, to timestamp this movie, the current Marvel release. Did you, Have you seen this? I have. Okay, we just got a text from our uh, fellow podcaster, Brian Costello from Com Majors that said, hold on, let me, I don't want to misquote BC. He's a teacher. He's a good man. He said, Ant-Man dot, 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 yikes. Now, that was met with silence by the group chat, which happens in group chats. You know what I mean? Tim Parker, 
What do you say about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania? I don't say yikes. Okay. I don't say fantastic. Um, I think this is the perfect encapsulation of what I think of this phase of movies with Marvel, Mm -hmm. where I'm just whelmed. I'm not underwhelmed. I, I just think they're like fine. They're like, it is a fun movie. Paul Rudd has some funny lines. Charming. Um, yes. He's charming. Yeah. Uh, it just, I don't, and I think Keenan and I, are, I think we're going to record a podcast about it because we actually saw it together. Cute. Um, yeah. Uh, and uh, <clears throat> a friend of ours, Josh, he's going to be seeing it very soon. So I think the three of us will talk about it. Mm-hmm. But like, there's just something missing, man, from these, this phase of movies. I just, there's it's like an emotional weight it's a can i tell you how how i feel sure are you were you are you, are you catholic no so i was raised sort of catholic i didn't go to church but i went to ccd oh great what's CC- <laughs> the worst of the two <laughs> what ccd is for those that don't know is after you get home from regular school on a wednesday or thursday you'd have to go to the Catholic church for CCD for, for some church school where they teach you a bunch of stuff and basically take you through your sacraments, your first Holy communion, your confession. And then it all culminates with the, um, confirmation. Now, what does CCD even stand for? Cause all my friends just used to call it central, central city. city dump. Dump. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've looked it up a thousand times and I can still not tell you. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Continue. Uh, no, you should look it up though. But, um, what I was saying is, so CCD basically Catholic parents put their kids in it to get them through these things, to get them to confirmation. And while you're coming up to confirmation in CCD, the CCD teachers are like, confirmation's not graduation. You still have to, you should still keep coming after your confirmation. Keep coming to CCD. You can keep coming. This is not graduation. Everybody goes to confirmation and then they never go to CCD again. (laughs) It's over. Now, how I felt at the, the last, the second part of the, Avengers movie was like Endgame. Endgame mm-hmm. was like basically I've I've you know I've gone through it. <laughs> this is my confirmation. I can go back. It's still going to be there, but for me personally, I'm gonna. This is where I step off. I've seen a couple of the ones that have come out in the in the in the next phase. I've saw I've seen like the. Uh, Spider-Man movies. Do those even count? Yeah. Uh, but I've seen like those and, you know, here and there I'll see them. But it's like I, I did my time of doing all the things I had to do. I was confirmed. And now I'm out. You could tell me to come back. But, you know, you can't force me because it's CCD. It's not real school. <laughs> for for the For the record, it is Confraternity of Christian Doctrine. Of course. <laughs> Sounds about as cult-like as possible. Yes. And we will all forget this immediately. And next time CCD comes up, we'll call it Central City Dump. <laughs> for sure. That's a great analogy for it, though, man. Um, yeah, I don't know. 
that, that there's just something missing from these movies. They're not, they're not bad. Like I said, I don't agree with what Brian said with a yikes. He and Jim actually were texting last week, mm-hmm. some certain reviews. Like they said, Rolling Stone gave it a really shitty review. And I was like, guys, you know, I don't want to hear this. Like mm-hmm. they of all people know. I don't want anybody else's opinion until I see it myself. Yes. And then I'll compare, f- compare notes, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm not going to really begrudge Brian either for having that reaction. I, I think it's very meh. <laughs> it's a movie. Yep. That's what they are it, now. It's just like, eh, they come out. It's like they're <laughs> required by the government. Like they're just, a Marvel movie has to be out every so many months or someone gets fined. Mickey Mouse, I guess, gets fined because he owns them. I guess for you, this would especially be tough to watch because it's taking place in the, uh, yeah, like it's not the quantum realm, which is like this microscopic, you know, universe in a way. So everything is CGI, like fucking everything. Oh, it's just a green screen movie. Totally. I enjoyed it. They they had all these weird alien looking creatures and stuff. Uh but yeah, I don't know, man. I just I just I mean it can't go on forever. When these movies when Iron Man first came out and it was all building to the first Avengers, that is a moment in time that can't be recreated. It's just it's over. You know what I mean? That initial for the people that were of a certain age at that time, as they were coming out, that is just a unrecreatable feeling moment. It was just because at that time it was like, this is insane. This is what we, this is what comic book people have always wanted. You know, these are, this is awesome. We're going to see the Avengers and it's going to look great and it's going to have all, it's going to have Tony Stark in them, Robert Downey Jr. This is awesome. Then it's just like, yeah, that lasted 10 plus, you know what I mean? A fucking generation, you know what I mean? And it's like, you, it's, it's impressive that they made that feeling last as long as they did, but it's not unsurprised. It's not surprising that it is not there anymore because it can't be nothing like that can last. You can't have that, that, that seeing this for the first time. I mean, there's no, seeing the first Avengers for the first time and seeing the Avengers fight for the first time as a team. It's just, you can't recreate that. And now they're, they're, they're living in a post. I mean, they told such an epic story that took, it was over 10 years, right? Between yeah, it was, Iron it Man was, and Endgame. I think it was exactly 10 years because Iron Man was like 2008. And I want to say Endgame was like 18. You could have went to high school twice. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's a huge chunk of your life. And it, you can't re, you can't recapture that. And it's like they're trying to find what's the next thing. And it's, you know, that's just, it feels like a lot of things are in that. What's next? Figuring out the next great movement. And it's what, 2023? Yeah. Decades, right? The first couple years are kind of glommed onto the last decade and three fours when this decade kind of takes its own um identity sort of so so we'll see what happens in in marvel and pop culture as a whole 
I I do think they're missing the mark though. Like where I, I could, I've been complaining on Pop Addled to Keenan a lot about how th- they're not giving us enough breadcrumbs mm-hmm. of what they're creating mm-hmm. um, with the big bad, this guy Kang and the multiverse. Mm. And I think I'm the reverse now. I'm like, no, they're giving us enough breadcrumbs. They're just not giving us enough like interpersonal relationships. Like, I think that's what we, or at least I loved about the previous, however many movies of the, you know, Thanos saga, I guess it's Mm -hmm. called the infinity stone saga. Mm -hmm. Um, Like you gave a shit about like Tony Stark and Steve Rogers and how they interacted with each other. And yes, the movie, might ultimately not give you many breadcrumbs as to what the fuck Thanos is planning. Mm-hmm. But like that whole, all those movies to get there, like you're really enjoying these, these relationships. And mm-hmm. like right now, like for instance, to, to get more um, granular into Ant-Man, like it, I think it tries to be a movie about, you know, Paul Rudd and his daughter. Mm-hmm. And it just completely doesn't explore that like at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And yeah. and that like so it just doesn't have any emotional weight to it. You just and I mean maybe add it in with all the CGI. There, there's times when like you should be fearful as like a character is on the edge of a ledge, but it's just this CGI ledge, this CGI background. So you're like, Nothing's, I don't really believe that yeah. they're standing on the edge. <laughs> right. Of right. Like, yeah. Yeah. So there's just no stakes in, in these movies, and yeah, I think I think like you said in one of the. Uh, when we when you were talking about 1917, the way it's shot mm-hmm. builds the tension. And mm-hmm. like in these movies, I'm just not, I'm not gripped. I'm not on the edge of my seat. I'm not feeling any emotional tension at all. Yeah. I mean, I guess Wakanda Forever, I did feel emotions. It was just mainly like sadness and regret, not regret. Um. Uh, Jesus Christ, just like uh, re- remorse. Remorse. Yeah. I mean, or more mourning in a sense. Yes, you know. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. Um, and you know, there are good moments in these movies. It's just not the same as the previous film, you know, whole slew of movies. Right. Right. And I mean, yeah, you're in year 15. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, uh, How do you reinvent something like that? That's what they got to figure out. Right. And it's like all of that, the stuff you were talking about, the, because the first time Iron Man meets Captain America in the movie, it's like a total, oh, fuck, in the theater. Like, <laughs> holy shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. But now that that is burnt out from everybody. Now it's just like I expect, oh, I, I go see, you know, the, the next whatever. Let's not pick on Ant-Man. Let's say whatever comes next oh oh it's the next guardians right guardians three and then oh the guardians just ran into ant-man or whoever that it's just like okay this is what happens now now the now this is just what we're used to it's no longer novel that the movies are crossing over i'm losing my fucking mind now it's just Mm -hmm. like this is how these are like it's just everyone is just in each other's shit and it's like they got to think of something new to get to to respark the excitement in the in the uh the universe i guess i'm still waiting not waiting like i want it now the like the big t 
team up like you so like i'm I'm looking at phase one mm-hmm. you know the the there was like five movies it's iron man it's hulk which hulk like they as canon they say that's part of phase one but it like really wasn't but uh right. iron man 2 thor captain america those are your five movies and then boom avengers mm-hmm. like avengers still today holds up like it's still so much fun to watch them team up like now in this phase, we've gotten Shang-Chi, we've gotten Eternals, we've gotten Spider-Man, we've gotten Doctor Strange, we got another Thor movie, we got Black Panther, we just got fucking Ant-Man. Like, where is my big team up? Like, mm-hmm. you gotta do something to reinvigorate my fandom. Because <laughs> yeah. you're just not doing it so far with these movies. Right. Right. But did this do you know anything about the financials of this movie? Does it make money? You know what I mean? Do these movies still make money? Do they not care? Um, they just opened, you know, it's fucking Walt Disney. Yeah. I assume they make, still make money. I, I haven't looked at to, to Ant-Man in particular. Um, mm. I bet Eternals was the one that did the worst for them. Right. Um, yeah, they, they have to still make money. <laughs> Folks, we're figuring it out. We're going to do what we have to do. Right. What's next yeah. for DC flash. It's got yeah. Michael Keaton in it. And everybody's favorite um, groomer guy. What, what's the a very problematic name? Ezra Miller? Yeah, there it is. Right? <laughs> Ooh. Yikes! That's where the yikes comes in. Yeah, but James Gunn's the guy now, right? Like he just just make him run everything. But then it's like, well, then everything's like his thing, and then everything's the same. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. It's a whole I have I have faith that the whole get it on a good track. It's just like they gotta like clear the closet or clear the shelves of these things that have already been filmed. Cause like they're still on the like probably Zack Snyder universe, you know? Uh, I don't know. Who knows? This is a conversation for Pop Adult. We could have that over there. True. To really get into the granular details of what we think should happen, but don't they have a full Batgirl movie that they was so bad that no one will ever see it or something? Yeah, it totally got canned or something. <laughs> I, I forget. Like, there, there's such a hot mess over on DC that it's just tough to keep up with their bullshit. Mm-hmm, truly, <laughs> Keenan Keenan's always on top of it. So, Call I guess I'll have to talk to him. Keenan, yeah. Keenan, and myself are both soon to be fathers of boys. What a of fucking humans. time! What a time to be alive. You know, proud to raise my son in the last generation that will have drinking water. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I don't really believe that. Everything will be probably fine. Maybe his grandkids will have a tough time of it, but I'll be long gone. Doesn't mean shit to me. I got a 401k. I'm set. Capiche? Nothing will ever happen to the U.S. dollar. Shouldn't have said that. Anyway. (laughs) Anything else, Tim, that you want to get off your chest here? It's February. Valentine's month. We already passed it. If you missed it, you're fucked. Yeah. Kat and I never do anything for Valentine's Day. I got her flowers. That was it. Yeah. Um, This year I got, instead of getting like a bouquet... I got flowers in planters. So now they're like house, oh, nice. house flowers instead of just 
garbage that we got to throw out. You know what I mean? What kind of? What, did you get like orchids? I got a. I got a. It's like a pot with a orchid and a. Um, it's like a pussy willow or something. But it's like mm-hmm. I got an orchid and then some other plant with like a flower. But but you know we got plants in the house and now we're just adding plants and it's you know why didn't I ever think of this before? Why am I just getting bouquets that are? I mean they're nice to have around for a week, but come on. Yeah, like uh, well, wrong hand. This guy right here is a potted plant, mm-hmm. and uh, we have a few more in the windows. I, I love having plants in the house. I agree. I agree. I'm a total plant fan. Our front room has got a lot of plants in it. You know what I mean? I just like my them. parents have always had a ton of plants. Like they they go to Produce Junction in Exton. They say they have like the cheapest plants to grab. That's where they get their orchids and whatever else. Oh, smart! Yeah, 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 yeah. We have a produce junction here in uh, Boothwood. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my parents have always had an aloe plant, and if we burned ourselves, we would literally Snip rip it. off. Yeah, yep, yeah, and it worked. <laughs> that shit literally works. <laughs> yeah, we have an aloe plant. There's uh, supposedly, you know, one of the easier plants to to keep alive. So. Mm-hmm. But folks, thanks for tuning in. Hopefully. I recorded this right, both on audio and video, whether you're listening to us on uh, your favorite podcasting app or you're watching us on YouTube. We appreciate you. Tim, if people like the cut of your jib, where else can they find some uh, content from you? Yeah, my buddy Keenan and I, we do the Pop Adult Podcast. We're on any of the things you listen to podcasts on. Just mm-hmm. search Pop Adult. Uh, we most recently did a Super Bowl kind of recap. We've been doing that for as long as we've done the podcast. We just like kind of recap the Super Bowl no matter who's in it because mm-hmm. the halftime show is always fun and like commercials. And obviously this year the Eagles are in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but we just did a quick hitter. It was only like 40, 45 minutes. Uh, we also a couple episodes ago had Jim on and we talked a ton about Andor, that Star Wars show ah. that – I just don't think it's getting enough hype because it just, it fucking rules. It's just so good. Whatever I'm hearing um, about it is all positive. Yeah. J- Jim even keeps saying that he's like, that's probably the best show I've seen in 2022. So, um, but yeah, we, we, we cover a lot of movies. We talk a lot about the MCU and the mm. DCEU mm-hmm. and then sprinkle in some top fives and other shit here or there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, always just read our descriptions. that will tell you exactly what the episode's about. No, you can find me over there every once in a while as well. Oh, shit. Duh. We just did a, so we've been running through with Mike and Harrison, uh, Tony Scott movies. So we just did The Last Boy Scout mm-hmm. starring Bruce Willis. Bruce Willis. God bless the Willis family. Hard times, hard, right. uh, hard uh, diagnosis um, of, I believe, frontal lobe dementia or something. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, longtime listeners of our channel know that I have a lot of personal relations with dementia. It's a very, very, very difficult thing. And, uh, you know, wish him the best, but he is, uh, one of the, one of our great, you know, one of our American treasures in terms of acting, I believe. Mm-hmm. And, uh, there's a lot of great Bruce Willis in the movie The Last Boy Scout. It is he is full on Bruce Willis in that shit. 
But yeah, that was a fun episode too. And then we're going to have our next episode is on true romance. Super pumped. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be a lot of fun. And of course, you can find everything on our Doom Thugs feed, all our free episodes. Uh, Follow us on all the social medias. The Patreon is about to be launched in just a couple days here as I... Uh, I got a couple pieces of physical media I have to get into my hands before I offer them to you to make sure they are good enough. Uh, so Doom Thugs everywhere, follow us, um, review us, rate us wherever you can. That's the best way to support us independent podcasters is to, you know, give us the ratings and all that shit. And, uh, the best thing you can do is just listen. So thank you for listening. We appreciate it. And uh, Tim, I'll talk to you next month. Yeah, we don't text ever in between. Never. Them. That's what keeps this uh, show pure. We talk once a month. That's it. <laughs> Bye, Tim. Bye, buddy. Yippee-ki-yay. <laughs>